Hi guys, it's Jackie here on I Am Whole. Welcome to another Monday, another week. This is the last week before New Year's in 2021. So I'm hoping that wherever you are, that you are gathering yourself together, reflecting and able to just have hope and upcoming plans. And this week, I am so excited to have our first mental health counselor guys this is such a fun episode also i spiced it up a little bit we do have a what would you do section a little game section a little improv so you're gonna you're in for a treat with that and just my next guest is very vulnerable in just sharing some some identity and some some things that I think it's personal and some of our listeners can relate to and how two people, although we may not necessarily have the same values or perspectives, we can still come to the table and have love for one another and a discussion that is mature, able and moving proactively. And if we can do it, can't the world do it? (laughs) So without further ado, here's Melody. Hi, Melody. Hey, Jackie Moon. Hey, girl. What's up? Nothing. Just chilling on this cold, wintry night. How about you? The same as you, but isn't this the perfect night for us to gather and be able to converse tonight? Of course, definitely. I am so glad to see you. It's been a long time. I know. It's been about four years. Oh, four years. Melody, how time goes. I yeah. know. <laughs> Would you be so kind just to introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. My name is Melody Casado, and I am Jackie's friend from Nyack, and I reside in New York City. That's right. That's right. But how do we know each other? Because Nyack College is a school, by the way, but what program were we in together? AGSC, Alliance Grad School of Counseling. That's right. Yeah, all those good memories. Oh, so Melanie and I both were in our master's program for mental health counseling, and we both suffered, we both grew, we learned yep. a lot during our time. It's it's we such fun memories. It was hard, mm-hmm. but it was so worth it, I think. And I'm curious, on your end, do you have any significant memories together, like you and me? Yes, I remember one time I was speaking with you in the, on one of those couches, like between the classes. And I was just like opening up to you about um, a person I was dating at the time. I'm not sure if you remember, but I was going through a lot. And I remember I like did shed some tears. And I just remember that you were really like there for me. And you were very non-judgmental and you were very like open and loving towards me. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad I was that way. <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, well, that's a beautiful memory. I have one of you that I remember. I actually don't remember that melody. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Tell me. Because it was significant to you, and I'm glad I was there for you. Do you remember, because we had internship class, where we would Mm -hmm. come after our internship and discuss our cases, discuss what we're going through. I remember 
being very impressed because we were all in different organizations, stations, what have you. Mm-hmm. And you were just sharing about what was going on at your presentation. I remember you're presenting in that, we were in a different classroom than usual. And we mm-hmm. had this presenting a case that was hard for us or something, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that, wow, Melanie brought it. She does have the skill set. She just great gave a great oral presentation. She has a plan. She's prepared. And I remember being very in admiration after that. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking, oh, Melody, she's got it. I remember that. I remember you you came up after me, like, and you gave me the compliment. And I was like, oh my God, really? Like, I don't think so, but thanks. I remember that day. Okay, good, good. Then I, you remember, right? We were in that okay. other room. Yes, it was small with Dr. Tony. Yes, yes, yes. And Dr. I just remember you killed it. Thanks, girl. Yes. <laughs> so, man, as I'm talking with you, just all the memories and all those papers, mm-hmm. all the reading, all the tears. Oh, there were tears. There are so many. Did you have a breakdown, Melody, while you were in school? I, yes, I think I had it like in my room and I was doing one of the big, like at the end of the year term papers. And I was like, dad, I don't want to do this. And my dad's like, but you're almost done. Yeah. Get your get your stuff together. Yeah. I was like, all right, dad, I'll do it. The last stretch for sure. For exactly. sure. Oh man. But we graduated. We made it. Oh, thank God. And yeah. how have you been since? So I've been just, I've been here um, navigating the ups and downs of life. I know that sounds so cliche, um, but I've gone through a lot of like different jobs. I've done retail and after NIAC. And then the last two jobs have been almost counseling-ish. I've I've been involved with child welfare jobs in the preventative, helping um, families not lose their children to the foster care system. I did that for about a year. And then I left to join a foster care team in Brooklyn with really good, great agency. I've been learning a lot about people. Something that really stuck out to me is is, um, the classes in grad school mean a lot, but it's nothing compared to your clients, your clients are the real courses in life. Mm -hmm. And like some of my clients have kicked my butt. (laughs) Some of them though have really helped me to grow and push my limits and show me what I will tolerate and what I refuse to tolerate. Mm -hmm. So I am grateful for those experiences, even if it's not my career job right now. Wow. Well, first of all, hands off you're in child welfare and that's no joke that is a monster and Mm -hmm. I love what you said because you're absolutely right because we did all the papers we did all Mm -hmm. that fun stuff but there's nothing like the actual work and being in the actual midst exactly helping people and you're also in a population that's mandated that's not looking Mm -hmm. for therapy right so it's a different dynamic exactly and I love what you said, they kick your butt. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you meant emotionally, right? And yes. Wise, not physically, right? 
None of them are touching me. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Like mentally, no way. Like mentally, like they really kick my butt and like really like chat. Like they don't even know that they've challenged me, but they have challenged me oh. to be like, a better worker and a better future therapist. So do you have, without naming names and obviously giving private mm-hmm. info, do you have a scenario or a case that you really, that really, I guess, challenged you and made, makes you the therapist that you are? Mm-hmm. So I've had a, a caretaker that lost one of their um, children in care and mm-hmm. I mean, to care. And what had happened um, was that she didn't want to address the things in her, her bar. She didn't want to address her barriers. And um, the thing is, is that she was uh, very rude and nasty and degrading towards me for, for months and then um, I had to realize, though, that she she lost her child. She doesn't, you know, she only sees them when the organization can say she will see them. Mm-hmm. So that's enough to make anyone nasty to anyone. So just putting myself in her shoes and feeling that sense of loss helped me to be a softer individual towards her where we have it's not like perfect, but we have a much better working relationship right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow you know part I know they say it's part of the job to be verbally assaulted or be mm. mean to and I don't think anyone wants to be in that position so mm-hmm. but I love how you were able to have compassion and mm-hmm. see beyond and this woman lost her child right it's just it's not fun and games and mm-hmm. you're also seen as the enemy in a way but you're able exactly. to be mm-hmm. compassionate and work with her and I also believe that clients aren't stupid they know real real recognize real mm-hmm. and I can't help but think that if it was a different worker maybe it wouldn't have been the case so I think mm-hmm. that stands testament to who you are and all your Thank training and you yeah. willing to to be there despite mm-hmm. it being difficult so yep. bravo Thank you. Brava, brava. And I love that you're so doing it and you're so passionate mm-hmm. about it. What's your yeah. end goal for this field or a long-term plan? My long-term plan is to, um, I would really love to be a therapist with children and teenagers, but specifically the preteen population, because I feel like that's a lot of transition that they're going to, that they're going through. And I feel like, um, you know, they live with parents, but like they're like parents is like different. They may not open up to the parents. And I feel like a therapist is needed because they can be themselves. They can tell that they can tell that like therapist things that they may not tell their parents and just help like help them to be like the best person that they can be. And I'm not like bashing parents, like parents are definitely needed. But, you know, I, I know as like as a teenager, like I, you know, I couldn't tell my mom everything. Um. I was close to her, but you know, she's my mom and you teenagers feel like they're going to get judged. So that's why I feel like it's good to have a non-objective, I mean, an objective person to listen to, if that makes sense. Of course it makes sense. Well, thank God you want to work with the teens because mm-hmm. I love them. However, they're not my favorite population mm-hmm. to work with. And all of us therapists have a niche or mm-hmm. the ones that we are passionate towards and Thank God. Thank God you want to do it. I can't exactly. wait to see you to see you thrive. Thank you. 
I love what you said that you that they you were afraid to be judged, right? Yeah. Yeah. When have you felt that in your life, whether it be as a teen or as an adult? Oh, so um, I've recently came out about my sexuality uh, about a couple of months ago on my social media. I've told some people in person, but I've came out recently like on social media and I have a lot of friends from grad school and um there was a person that I will not name Mm -hmm. she had dm'd me one day and she was like oh um I think this is just a phase and you know like that's you know if you want to look at a girl like that that's fine but to do stuff that's just really nasty so I kind of felt like in my mind I'm like why would you say that's a phase like that's what somebody likes you know like, and I just felt like that was so, like, insensitive and just not really, like, appropriate. So, especially because it came from someone that is a person of faith that, um, you know, if you look at their beliefs, they, they were acting out the complete opposite of their beliefs. So that was one instance where I had recently felt, like, mostly, like, judged and definitely misunderstood. Wow, Okay. Okay. I think for the listeners, a little context is that we did go to a identifying Christian background school. That is part of the principle. And with that, listeners, what have you, I'm sure different perspectives come to mind. And in the Christian faith, from my understanding, LGBT is not accepted. So I'm curious, Melody, how was that for you having to navigate those two things, right? Because mm-hmm. first of all, thank you so much for just being open. Mm-hmm. And in your case, if someone came to me and said that, I would just say, well, it sounds like you're coming within yourself. And what we know about LGBT background is that it's very hard. It's a lonely place. There's a lot of mm-hmm. loneliness there. So if you're out, you're out right and mm-hmm. I guess I missed that announcement but, <laughs> but Melody I love you and I love you I and I know it's a different journey it's a different journey and I may not agree with it but but I I love you mm-hmm. I love- <laughs> uh, but I disagree with a lot of other things too so it's, it's not- fine we can come to the table and disagree and I will still love you Jackie oh yes 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 but I, ju- I just want to lay that down but girl air hugs (laughs) but wow that is that is a little upsetting it's not uncommon I will say right Mm -hmm. and that's just unpleasant I wonder Mm -hmm. if that sister could have said it differently right maybe same message but a different way but that's everyone has everyone makes their choice and everybody communicates very differently yes and I'm curious then, how have you navigated? So you came out this year. Do you mean like to your family too? Um, Like everyone in the beginning of the year, within like a year and a half, yes. Oh, wow. So this has been a very big year for you then. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I see. How has it been after you came out then? So um, family loves me, definitely. They love me. They accept me. I'm close with them. And um, my friends, they, um, I actually have a really close Christian friend and she is like 
she was fine with it. I felt definitely accepted. Um, but there was just like a few others where I felt like, um, like they were like, they would be surprised. Like they were surprised. So some of them were like shocked. I had mostly, most of the reactions were okay. Were like positive meaning like I was, ooh, hold on a second. Sorry about that. Um, hold on, can you see me? Yes, I see you. Sorry, sorry about that. Technical okay. for a second. But most of the reactions have been very accepting and loving and just um, so a few of them have just, maybe like a felt like I kind of felt like a little misunderstood or they were like shocked if that makes sense I imagine I imagine that yeah. the reactions were varied and because if I guess if they saw you one way to mm. come out and I, I'm curious were you always LGBT or is this something I know that sounds silly to ask in a way no it's it's definitely not it's fine um around probably like around when I was in like middle school I was curious but I didn't start to explore until I was in my 30s I see I see okay and interesting I know every therapist psychologist would be thinking of a different matter and Mm -hmm. but so how are you now how are you may I ask how are you now after you have come out sure I definitely feel like relieved and like I can be mm. myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. Like I said, I love you, girl, and I wish you luck yeah. on your journey. And as you navigate that, and I hope you find community and support. And I love mm-hmm. that your family's there for you. And yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Um, and have you been in a relationship since then? And oh, I I have been. Um, yes, I wasn't. I was in one, and um, it helped me to explore myself. Um, it was it didn't last, but it was definitely a good learning experience. I think that's a great way to come out of any relationship, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Like, I learned, and let's do better, and and I conquer I'll be better, Betty. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so excited for you though. Thank you. Yay. Wow. Well, we went through a journey, just passion for counseling, our suffering in that, your personal life. Yeah. Girl. So I am curious, besides all of that, because that's not just, that's not all of you, right? That's of course. part of you. That's a big part of you. I'm mm-hmm. curious, what are some passions that you have, passions you have in life? Oh, so I really love, honestly, let me see. I love dogs. I love animals. Oh. Um, I have one. She's the cutest, Maltese Chihuahua Zena. That's my baby. And I feel like she's actually um has, I mean, I know she's a dog, but I feel like she's, helped me you know when I felt down just because like that particular breed they're very clingy but you know for me when I felt down and stuff about life or like past relationships she's just always been there like sometimes if she if she can sense that I'm sad she'll like cuddle up with me and you know even though she's a dog I feel like she's definitely like a friend so yeah she's helps me out like a lot you know 
I don't want to sound crazy, but like, you okay, know, no, you're talking to me. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but sometimes animals over people. Yeah, exactly. Over people. Cats yeah. over people. I, it's, like, it's exactly as you said, they can sense you. They comfort mm-hmm. you. They make great emotional support animals. Like even exactly. without the title, they just do it. And exactly. You, and that's, yeah, that's exactly what she does. Like she's always like, you know, if I'm crying, she'll come give me kisses on my face. So she's always been there. And also makeup is a big passion for me, especially during COVID. So mm. during COVID, I was, um so as a caseworker, I would go out into the field and I would always be decked out in my makeup, go makeup shopping. But during the beginning of the pandemic, during the shutdown, all my visits were on a virtual format. So I, even though I would stop wearing makeup, I would still get my subscription boxes. And at one point during the pandemic, I did feel like depressed because of the mm-hmm. pandemic and the isolation. Absolutely. But get, yeah, and it was like, it was hard. Like the only place I went to was to walk around, like a walk around when I used to live in, in Brooklyn, walk around my dogs down the block and go to the stores. And those walks were like the most exciting thing for me. Cause I was like, oh my God, I can see a tree now. I can, I can breathe fresh air, but I couldn't go to my parents at one point you know, cause quarantine. So I would get my makeup boxes in the mail, my subscription from BoxyCharm. And um, just getting that, I would, I would be like, oh my God, it was like a gift to myself every single month. So even though I couldn't really wear it like outside too much, cause I didn't really go out, just having those, like the products and looking at the colors and just imagining like when I start to go out again, what I can do, like that's definitely like helped me to go through the pandemic. Yeah, so dogs, makeup, what else? Um, my family, I, I love them so much. And um, yeah, my Thank sister. You. Hearing about them. Huh? Just hearing about them and seeing you light up talking about them. I love yeah. them too. <laughs> I love them, yes. And also books, like I love to read. I like to read a lot of different um, genres, but I love fantasy. Like I'm like a big, harry potter mermaid fan i just like the ocean and the idea of like cool looking like half human fish creatures living like it's just cool and i just love like the fantasy and i think i really like you know like the fantasy genre because it's like a like a break from reality you know because if you think about it right now we're living in really hard times so it's good to take a mental break and explore like a fantasy world you know and just like kind of give your brain a break you know Helping coping mechanisms and healthier, right, than other methods. So, girl, you go, you read, you read your fantasy. Okay? <laughs> Kindle, I'm about to get the the new Kindle, the big one. Yep. <laughs> oh, Melody, Melody, I have a, I, yes. I, I just had an idea. So, you know, how you're speaking about makeup and stuff, and as women, we, not every woman, but you know, we like to look pretty, we like to mm-hmm. get done. Exactly. I'm wondering, do you think there's a way, maybe it's already been done, but how to incorporate makeup and therapy? Oh, I I feel like, of course, there has to be, no? I'm not, I, I don't know. So. I, I'm just going, wait, because for me, putting on makeup can be, I like to think of it as I'm putting my warrior face on, right? Because exactly. when you look, feel, yeah. when you look yeah. and feel pretty, you just, you go, oh, oh. <laughs> exactly. So one thing I do want to like discuss real quick is that like, you know, I, I'm one of those people, of course, I definitely believe in inner beauty trumps all. But the thing with with makeup too, though, is that it does make you feel good as a woman. And I feel like 
it could be therapeutic because you know if it's like if you look at something and you don't like it you know you can you can change it you know you could change it like you know with makeup but just as long as you're as you like you love your inner self you know if you're whole in your inner self you know what I mean and you still want to change something like on your face you know it's it's fun it's it is therapeutic and just like you can just let your your mind be creative because there's so many looks out there like with eyeshadow and blending the different colors and you know like you can express how you feel on your face and or you can just you know do a look where you know like if you want to like look like um you say you, you want to be like oh I want to do like a professional look today you can do that professional look or you know if you feel like kind of like like not the word dark, but like say you're in like a like an emo mood, you can just do some like cool smoky eye look with like black and gray, you know, like you can just wear your moods on your face because that can help express people, you know, if you want to, you can wear different moods on your face or you can just like, you know, like just create different looks. There's some makeup people I follow. I follow my old, uh, one of my old coworkers and he does such unique things. Like he'll do like, um because it's Christmas time. So he'll do like, candy cane teardrops on his face and he's so like and then he'll spray paint his hair at like with like the candy cane drops on his face it looks really cool so I feel like that could be a form of art therapy yes so after this I'm gonna do some research and be like is this out but do it I think no I mean but for you as well Mm -hmm. because I think about how when we're back out there right after Mm -hmm. the pandemic and this is something that you can do with a client as well mm-hmm. if they're into it of course and yeah. or if even not just to express themselves and mm-hmm. get into it and if not if anything at least you know you like it and it makes you feel good <laughs> exactly it does I just love my boxes oh makeup boxes I'm glad that they were a saving grace for you during this pandemic mm-hmm. and that- how, speaking of the pandemic mm-hmm. oh girl it's December now and mm-hmm it's almost the end of the year and how have you you kind of touched upon it already but how have you been with it um in the beginning I I felt so I didn't really think I was in denial about the shutdown I didn't really think it was gonna like happen and so yeah and so one day in early March my my boss I came into work thinking that I was going to do my reports and do some home, like just actually, that was a Friday night. I mean, a Friday, because that Fridays is when I do my notes. So I came in Friday, like a Friday morning. I'm thinking I was going to be at the office from 11 to seven and go home. My boss sits me down and she's like, she's like, Hey, um, you know, this, you know, we're going to go on quarantine. Um, but they said it for two weeks. Right. So, um, she's like, it's just like a full, like, you don't have to do any visits. Everything's going to be virtual. And then I was like, wait, this is real. She was like, it's real. And I was like, wow. So then like, I was really shocked and taken aback. And then the first couple of months during phase one, it was really hard. I felt, I did feel anxious and I would like vent to my mom about it. I used to be like, this just feels weird. I can't Mm -hmm. see you guys. I can't go like to the mall or restaurants or any bars or anything. Like I can't like live my like live my life aka my social life and it just yeah like I didn't see my like I saw my best friend a week before the shutdown because we Mm -hmm. figured it was gonna happen so the first couple of months phase one was really hard um because I just it was like I went from always going out for work and social life 
and still just staying home all the time, even during the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did enjoy, I do enjoy working from home, but it just felt weird because I just was not used to like being in in my pajamas all day. Like I was just used to going out and stuff. So uh, the adjustment was really hard. Um, Then when things start to slightly get lifted, I felt actually a sense of normalcy again, like, cause I was able to go out to my clients. And even though, you know, some of the clients were far, it was like, at least a sense of normalcy where, you know, it's like my old, the old rhythm from before COVID. Um, Now, now that we're going to go into like, who knows where we're going to go into now, right? Cause 2020 is crazy year. But like um, now that when things were like mostly lifted, I felt definitely like more relieved. Like um, two weeks ago, I saw people outside and out and about and I felt like happy in a way to see people eating at restaurants again, you know, like that sense of like society coming back alive. And um, it's been like up and down. Definitely my I definitely feel better compared to phase one, though. Um but let's see, like, you know, what the future will hold. I'm sure that, you know, we're all going to adjust. At the end of the day, we all need each other and we have to just utilize each other, you know, um, always be there for each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love what you said. It's definitely up and down. Mm-hmm. All of that, I think most of us felt that way or even worse, mm-hmm. right? Some took better than others and yeah. mental health became, I love because, I, I hate that it took this right for some time, maybe people to hear mental health for the first time or to take it seriously. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's sad. Sometimes that's the negative thing about our position, our career mm-hmm. is that the best case scenario is that we're not needed, right? Mm. But we're in a world that is just so broken and just so terrible. Yep. Definitely, <laughs> we will always have a job. And exactly. It's I'm definitely sure. a, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bitter, but... I guess that's why we're here, right? To do what exactly. we did and we gave it our all during school and we're, we said we wanted to help and here we are. Here we are. Doing it. Oh, we're, we're doing it. And you're right. I, I think we all want a sense of stability mm-hmm. and it's been very anxiety writing. Exactly. And walks became a thing during this pandemic. Oh, it did. You know, <laughs> wow. Girl, parks are free. You know how many times I went to the park because it's free. I was like, I'm free park. Your community. What? Yes. Utilize your community resources. Exactly. With the free parks. My favorite spot, like when everything was getting shut- shutting down again, was Battery Park by the Staten Island Ferry. Okay. Shout out to Battery Park. Oh, right. Oh, oh that's that area is so beautiful. Yes. Oh, and because of Nyack, that's how I got into Battery Park. It's such a beautiful area and so much fun. And when it's it not the pandemic, they have restaurants, they have yeah. all this fun stuff going on there. Exactly. Girl, now you're making me, making me <laughs> miss it. I know. I- oh, man. Thank you so much for just being raw and honest with all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. I do have some fun games that we have prepared. Yes, let's go. Are you ready for some word association? Yes. Okay. So what this game is, is that I'm going to say a word and you you state what word pops in your mind. So it's kind of a quick game. Okay. Uh Okay. And you ready? Yes. Okay. Trump. 
You said Trump? Trump, yeah. Dump. <laughs> Cat. Matt. Money. Honey. Will Ferrell. Cutie. Bro code. No code. Chick-fil-A. Chicken. Harry Chicken. Potter. And the Sorcerer's Stone. Disney. Plus. Marvel. DC. Candy. Mandy. Supermarket. Supermarket? Um, food. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Yay. I did it. First guest to play this game with me. How was it? I love it. It was really like therapeutic because you can just say whatever you want. <laughs> All right. Now I have another game where I list yeah. out some scenarios as kind of a what would you do scenario, okay? Oh, okay. All right. Scenario one You're at Trader Joe's with your grandma. And while mm -hmm. you're walking, you look behind and you see your grandma stealing a candy bar. What do you do? I'll say. Grandma, you're not supposed to do that. I hope you're going to put it back, but you want me to buy it for you? What are you talking about? I don't understand, Melody. Oh, Grandma, I saw you put that in your purse. You're supposed to put that in the cart if you're going to buy it. Melody, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm being, I'm very upset right now that you would accuse me of such things. My eyes don't lie. <laughs> hard scenario, right? Between it is turning grandma and just like turning on my grandma like no you're wrong oh man scenario two okay all right you're out walking on the streets walking your dogs and you see your best friend on a date mm -hmm. but the person that they're with is not their significant other what do you do i'll i'll text them and i'll say um jane for instance fake name i'm gonna say Jane, who are you with on Tuesday night? Oh, so you're taking that kind of passive aggressive route. What if that's her brother? No, you you know it ain't the brother. Oh, oh, I was still her, you know, <laughs> instead of just coming across like trying to chop her head off. What do you mean? I wasn't there. I was at work. What are you talking about? Are you sure you saw me? I'm gonna say, um, I know your birthmark on your cheek, and that was definitely you with a dude, or I don't know what they are. You're laying down facts. You're laying down <laughs> biographical facts. Exactly. Oh <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation like that before? And with the grandma, too? Um, The grandma, no, nobody's ever, when I've been out with people shopping, I've never seen anybody shoplift in front of me. Have I ever seen my friends with significant or anybody with a significant other? Um, I, no, actually, I haven't. My friends are faithful. Well, let's hope that this just stays that way and that you're not in this I scenario. Hope, this is a horrible I scenario. Ever, I don't ever want to be in that scenario. I will call them out. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Next scenario. <laughs> you're at work and you find out that your supervisor in the organization has been embezzling money. Do you whistleblow? Oof. Anonymous, anonymously, yeah. 
<laughs> here folks melody don't don't deal with that illegal stuff hell no don't do it folks i'm not coming down with you great job great job exactly thanks oh my god great job great job all right now we're gonna end with some some scenario questions mm-hmm. what's a mistake you make repeatedly and what would happen if you stopped making it? Oh, this sounds like Nyack. Go ahead. I mean. Oh, something that I do repeat. Oh, God. I, I think. I feel like I procrastinate. I definitely procrastinate a bit. I think that's a great. That's a great one. Procrastinate. Yeah. So what would be different if you just stopped procrastinating in your life? If, for me, what would be different is that I would. I would have time to definitely um have have more free time and I feel like I would have more time to um to like plan oh plan my schedule better and have more time for my fam for my family and my friends. Ooh. Yeah. So you're gonna mm-hmm. stop procrastinating tomorrow. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna try. You're just, you're just like your body language i'm like what did i do i I was like wait a second pointing at myself look get it like melody you know better my subconscious is telling is telling on me that's like you bring up those terms the Freudian slip yo it's true oh man what is something you would never give up makeup and my phone and my dog i don't care oh xena hello Zena. hello xena yes she's never like i'm keeping her everywhere and bringing her everywhere i did a staycation in manhattan and i went and i did an overnight on halloween at a hotel and i took her with me oh that's awesome that's <laughs> yeah exactly like i was like oh no she's coming with me what are some characteristics that you like in other people in other people oh I like when people oh I love when people are I don't want to say compliment because like saying somebody is a strong-willed person versus oh you look hot like I like the like you know when people say they encourage they say the you're a strong-willed person like that's I like when people are encouragers I like when people are considerate of somebody else's battle and they and they accept their flaws and if they have times like for me say if I have a moment where I snap at them or like I'm withdrawn or something if I'm going through something I like when people are understanding and they don't like um they don't get upset about that you know so encouragers, yes, understanding and somebody that will stick with me through thick and thin. So someone that's not just going to jump ship when they see my ugly side of me because, mm-hmm. you know, I can get really ugly. So someone that's not going to abandon me, you know, somebody that's always going to be there. Well said. Well said. Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. All right. 
We have an advice question that came in from a listener. Are you ready to dish out some advice? Oh, what? Oh, wow. This is live? No, it's not live. It's a question that came in. So I'm going to okay. read it out. Okay. Sure. Right. Hi, Jackie and guest. I love your podcast. I have a question. All my life, my parents want me to go the stable road. However, I find myself wanting to do something else. I want to dance, go on possibly Broadway, but I'm confused. I'm 17 years old right now and I want to, I'm preparing for college, but I'm confused about what I should really do. What should I do? Pursue my passion in the arts or find a stable job like my parents want me to? Help. Miss oh, this is, oh, this is like, oof. Well, I'll let you go. Yeah. Can I go first in Melody and then you can go? Of course, you're the host. So when I saw this I can't help but feel just like a pang in my heart mm-hmm. because the optimistic and really passion side of me wants to be like girl you go on Broadway you go mm-hmm. on Broadway you sing your heart out yeah and then the other part of me is going girl you know Broadway shut down right now exactly girl, you, need skill. you need a job you need exactly. a career. You need money. Yeah. So I'm, this is where it's hard because I, I want to be like, why don't you do both? But realistically, I'm unsure. I would, ugh. realistically, I would say, girl, just major in something that you can get a job in, but maybe do this as a hobby or minor in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. You, you, what's your advice? My advice is, um, if she can, do, I mean, this might be a, a stretch. If she can do a double major, the major can be in the arts, but then the other major can be in something like administrative or business because it's good to have a fallback plan. Because unfortunately, you know, with the way things have been going with COVID, mm-hmm. I'm glad that there's a vaccine out there. But with the whole shutdown, we don't even really know when Broadway will come back. And what if they come back for a little bit and then they shut down again, you know, just because we never know. Like, but I I think she should try to do a double major or do a minor like what you said, because she should definitely pursue her career. But she needs to have a, a fallback plan. When I was 17, my dad always told me, look, I actually. So, all right, this is a fun fact about me. I was obsessed with Law and Order SVU. So because of Law and Order SVU, I'm still obsessed with the show. I ended up going to John Jay College because I wanted to be a therapist for teenagers, but incarcerated teenagers. But why can't so, you do that now? Because you... Well, um, I, I, over time, I was like, I don't really know if I'll be able to handle it. And even my dad was like, that's really tough. So try to have like an, a fallback plan, you know? So he always encouraged me to have a backup. But who knows, maybe now I, I'll pursue it. Based on your reaction, Jackie, like, it's not like you think I should pursue it. So, I mean, because I'm going, but you're not that far off from what we did. And you just explained about before that that's kind of a niche and population you want to work with. I'm like, oh, uh, Melanie, is. isn't that exactly what you said? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe I'll pursue it. Maybe I'll definitely look into it. Maybe that's something I'll look into. Yeah. But Miss 17-year-old, Mr. 17, they he she they I want to be respectful of pronouns whoever you are that is true that is true yeah whoever you are just always have a backup plan um I think you should pursue your dream but also have a backup plan because you know financially 
you want to be able to support yourself, you know? Um, and also when the time is right, speak to your parents about how you feel, you know, you're going to turn 18, you are going to be a legal adult. Um, but speak to them when you feel the time is right. And only, you know, you, only you will know when that time is. Well said. Well, exactly. said. well listener, I hope you well, <laughs> first, I'm sorry if we sound a little too realistic and a little harsh, but we wish you the best and yeah. enjoy life. You're so young and exactly. it might seem like, oh, the end of the world or you have to decide things now. People change careers all the time. Mm-hmm. I've had several major changes. So I think if you have a goal, keep going. And if you need to adjust, life goes on. I think that's something I would be like, listen, 17 year old you will constantly have to adjust to life mm-hmm. and have fun. I'd say just do both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good, yep. luck. Good luck. Thank you so much, Melody. That was awesome. So I always end my podcast with this question to my guests. What makes you whole? Hmm. What makes me whole is my whole is my inner strength um I've I've been through a lot in life one of my biggest battles is living with a chronic illness called systemic lupus and I've been yeah I've been diagnosed with it for about um probably eight years ago I had I I had it when I was in NIAC like I found out like like a year before NIAC so I've how long ago did we graduate from NIAC I graduated 2017. Did you graduate that year? Yeah, like about, so I've been diagnosed about five years ago, probably. Mm -hmm. And when I was first um, diagnosed, I was really sick. I had to leave my job and take a break for a year. I had to go on disability for a year. So um, I didn't really even like... I felt like I was going to die. I was like, I'm probably going to die at this young age, never going to get married with kids, have any type of spouse. Like, I literally thought I was like, I was like, this is it. But um, I still kept, even though I felt that way, it's not the reality. And I realized that it wasn't the reality because I was still alive and pushing through. So that was like my inner strength. So I feel like that is what makes me whole. And it's what's been keeping me through the pandemic, through when I lost um, my last relationship and just like life overall, just reminding myself of, you know, if I could live with this, I can basically go through anything and I don't have to give up. Wow. Well, Melody, I think just that resilience is definitely something, a small part of it. I was able to witness that day when you're presenting and Mm -hmm. I love it. Keep going, girl. Keep going. Thank you. Did you have fun? Oh, I love it. One day, if you ever want me again, I, I, I would love to. Please come back. Please come whenever, back. Jackie, whenever you want, please, whenever you want, hit me up. Thank you. Thank you. Can you just say bye to our audience? Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.